Now today I want to share a few thoughts on sticky faith. Have you ever bought a gift for someone that still has the price sticker on it? Sometimes you're lucky enough that it peels off easily, but many times it's stuck so well that it's difficult to remove without leaving a mark or some type of residue on there. And we want to have a faith that sticks, not the one that peels off easily and without a trace. The Bible talks a lot about generations and this morning we've really highlighted the generations we have here at Life You See and how powerful our choices can be for ourselves and for those who come after us as well. Now Joshua is an example of a leader who tried to walk according to God's ways and he set up a whole generation to experience God's blessings and favour. In Judges 2.7 it says, The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua was their leader and under his leadership, they experienced God's mighty power and saw the work of God. They saw the Jordan River dry up at a flood season so that they could cross over. They saw the walls of Jericho fall flat. They saw the sun stand still for a day and they saw all of their enemies subdued before them. They were the generation that experienced the power of God. They were the generation who were forced to trust God and sacrifice because their enemies were so much stronger than they were. The next generation reaped the benefits of their faith, sacrifice and hard fought battles. They heard the stories of the power of God, but didn't necessarily experience the power of God in the same way. They grew up in an affluent and comfortable time. Perhaps they became interested in developing the land that God had given them and didn't set aside quite as much time to spend with God Himself. This time of prosperity continued until the time when that generation was gathered to their fathers or they they died off. And then we read in Judges 2 verse 10, After that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what He had done for Israel. I'm sure a lot of parents can think of a time when you've loaned or given an expensive piece of equipment like a smartphone or an iPad or something like that to a child and then you see them toss it on their bed, throw it on the lounge, drop it or lose it. As the parent, we know the hard work that we put in to pay for it. We know the sacrifices that were made, the things that we went out in order to buy that item and we appreciate its worth. But this value can sometimes be lost by the generation who didn't sacrifice anything to have access to this blessing. So this is certainly a warning for us not to lose sight of what God has done. And a very important reason why there's great value in respecting and learning from those who have had more life experience or a different life experience to us. It's not necessarily someone who's older and wiser with many years. It could be someone who's a similar age to you that's had very different life experience that you can learn from and grow from. George Santayana is a philosopher from the mid-1800s and he says it this way, those who fail to learn from the mistakes of their predecessors are destined to repeat them. In other words, history can be a valuable teacher if we're prepared to listen and learn from its failures and successes. It's encouraging to know that we all have the opportunity to stand up and make godly choices that impact our families, our workplaces and our church in positive ways now for this generation and for those people who come after us. You may have come from generations of poverty, 
generations of abuse or other unhealthy habits or lifestyles. But I know from personal experience that one person can make a choice to change the direction for future generations. I watched my mum make a conscious choice to give us hugs and tell us she loved us. Even though her parents stopped showing affection, I'm going to get emotional now, uh, stopped showing affection when her and her sister started attending school. I watched her make the effort to maintain contact with her sister for years when it would have been easier to give up and walk away. I know without a doubt that the relationship that I have with my parents now and with my children is a result of my mum's decision not to allow rejection to pass from one generation to the next. I know my mum's listening this morning and a big thank you to you, mum. And I pray that I will be able to continue demonstrating this for future generations. All of us have a responsibility to take God's good word to the next generation. And it's wonderful to see the leaders that we saw this morning of each of our generations so passionate about helping people grow in their faith and feel connected to God's family. Psalm 145 verse 3 and 4 says, Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure His greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. For those of us who are parents, Deuteronomy 6 encourages us to commit ourselves wholeheartedly to the commands we've been given. Repeat them again and again to our children. Talk about them when they were at home and when we're on the road, when we're going to bed and when we're getting up. Look for teachable moments. Use things like the TV, movies, news reports, current situations with your family and friends and point out God's character and commands. Create teachable moments. Take the initiative to talk about God at dinner time. Have family devotions. Take time to read scripture and chat among your family about it. But most importantly, keep investing in and strengthening your own faith. Above all else, our children observe our lives, not just our words, which can be very daunting, a very daunting thought. Whether you're the biological parent of a child or just someone who has the opportunity to invest into their life at any stage of their journey, it's an incredible privilege to be the conduit through which a child passes from infant to adulthood. Like 2 Timothy 1.5 says, we want to be able to say, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strongly in you. As a church, we also have a responsibility to establish and maintain strong godly foundations for ourselves and the generations that follow. Deuteronomy 31 verse 11 to 13 says, When they assemble before the Lord your God at the place He chooses, call them all together, the men, the women, the children and the foreigners who are living in your towns, so they may hear this book of instruction and learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully obey all the terms of these instructions. Do this so your children who have not known these instructions will hear them and will learn to fear the Lord your God. Parents have a role in raising and educating their children, but as a church, we have a role to play in supporting and encouraging them. And that's why we run things like the Little Wonders Playgroup, Kids Life, 
and Young Rising for our teenagers, as well as the parenting courses like the Alpha Parenting Teenagers course that's opening for registrations next week. So keep an eye out for that one if you are a parent of teenagers at the moment. There are so many ways for us to grow ourselves and invest into the lives of others through the Generations programs that we have here at Life You See. The question is, what will you do this year to grow in your faith? What is your next step? And this isn't just for your own benefit, but this is for the benefit of your family, for the benefit of God's family and for future generations. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says, You must grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. All glory to Him, both now and forever. Amen. Amen.